Hello, everybody. Welcome into Camel Call with Evan Budrovich. I'm Chris Haymeyer, and wow, all you can say to Campbell's amazing baseball team giving us something we haven't seen before. What an amazing start to the season for Campbell. A lot of questions with all that they lost. Would they be able to get to that same level? So far, so good. They won their opening series against 17th-ranked UC Santa Barbara, and then followed that up on Tuesday, beat number 11-ranked East Carolina in front of the second biggest crowd that we've ever had at Jim Perry Stadium. So the boys will take on Ohio at home this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And Evan, if they take care of business and sweep that series, Campbell will most certainly be back in the top 25. They showed these first two weeks that, yes, they don't have the star power of last year, but their ability to play small ball, their grittiness, some bullpen arms that you didn't know who they were coming in, yeah. including Grant Nip, and he looks fantastic. They just have, you know, sometimes year to year your program's different, but they've carried the how Justin here wants to play baseball, right? Last year they had 130 home runs. They had 100 hit by pitches. That was a team that was dominant, 46 wins. This year's team has found ways to win. They're not as dominant as last year. What I'll give them credit is no other team in the country has this many ranked wins, three of them, in the first week. And they've shown that, especially in this ballpark, they're a tough team to beat. Yeah. Now, the CAA is really good, and we'll see how they do the rest of the year. But to your point, you start, what would that be, 6-1? and one, You're going to be in the top 25, and there'll be nine teams in North or South Carolina that are nationally ranked. It's amazing, the baseball around here. And I think it also shows you that this is now 10 years of pretty good baseball here at Campbell, but five years of this dominant national power, regional power, always making it to the NCAA tournament. So when you graduate seniors, it's not a rebuild, it's a reload because he can get transfers in. He's got freshmen that are making an impact and all of this talent now coming to Bowie's Creek because look, whether you're a transfer or a guy coming out of high school, he has shown you not only will you come here and win, but you will come here and get a chance to play in the pros. Think of Shohei Otani, Bowie's Creek edition here, Grant Nip, right? He hits the three-run homer. He drives in another run with a sack fly. He then catches the whole game and then touches 95 in the ninth inning and, and beats a very good East Carolina team. Yeah. That's a secret weapon that you don't see in college baseball. Well, you said no stars, and I was going to say at the end of that before I got off on my reloading rant, the fact that Grant Nip has done something that you don't see ever. That was his first time in a game throwing on a mound against an ECU team. I don't know if you were saying this up at the – when we were warned, hey, this guy's going to be a closer. He's going to come in in some big games. I don't know if I would have had the stones to say oh, yeah. against an 11th-ranked team, we're going to put him out there and see what happens. And, of course, Justin Hare makes the call, and it comes up comes up good again. He told his post game, so his team took the lead in the eighth, and he looked over to Grant and said, hey, are you good to throw a bullpen? And he's like, oh, yeah, coach, I'll get out there and throw – so that he runs out to the pen, we score the two runs to take the lead, and then boom, he gets his yeah. first outing. It reminds me so much of Zach Neto, who pitched against NC State two years ago. That was his first pitching outing as yeah. a camel, right? He had that wicked slider, and you know he was just a baseball player who could pitch. Grant looks like a pitcher, yeah. right? And he's got catching background, but he clearly looks comfortable and can throw really hard on the mound. Yeah, just uh, un unbelievable doesn't really quite capture it so in town this weekend friday saturday and sunday and that crowd was engaged right now yep. ecu's yeah. fan base they're very animated they're very passionate but i thought campbell's crowd matched that intensity they really did and in a game where it was 40 degrees it was cold 
There was some moments of quiet offense. People were locked into the moment. The brand new hill is fantastic. If you get a chance, go out to right field. It's tiered. It has nice seating. It actually gets you a really cool environment out there. And then two, like there was great music. People were into the game. The fraternities and sororities were out in left field having a good time. Like that's the dream atmosphere that we've talked about here at Campbell. And I mean, for the first time these last two years, we've seen Campbell have an elite baseball environment. That didn't happen 10 years ago. And now it is a destination to play baseball. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It was an incredible environment. So a tip of the cap to Campbell Nation, of course, Coach Hare and 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 everything that that he has laid the foundation for to build here, just incredible. And it gets even more fun. They will travel to Coastal Carolina next Tuesday, a team hovering around the top 25 and then go down to Georgia Southern before coming back home for a while. So a, a chance to Make another uh, high-impact top win. 25. Yeah. We do want to mention the longtime legend Gary Gilmore is retiring this year. Yeah. So that's the last time Justin and Gary were head coaches against each other in the Big South. So we do want to send our thoughts to Coach Gilmore. Yeah, so many things that have happened down there. So baseball is back uh, in a big way. Our wrestling team, ranked 22nd in the nation now. They won the SoCon regular season title for the fourth time in the last six years. They got that big App State win and basically won the title a month ago. They are 7-0 and in conference now, 13-3 and overall. They have a 10-dual match win streak in a row. They are away for their final conference duel of the weekend. Doesn't matter win or lose that. And then March 9th at the SoCon Championships at Boone. That atmosphere in Boone is amazing. Now, App State, I'll give a ton of credit. Their students, their fans... We saw the animosity in the building here in yeah, the regular season. It was a lot. You like multiply it times three because of the NCAA tournament bids and then obviously the tournament title. Now, Campbell, to their credit, like you said, they have dominated the last four or five yeah. opponents since the App State match. Scotty's not going to let them take their foot off the pedal, and I expect them to dominate VMI this weekend and win the outright title because there's been some co-champions and some split regular seasons. Like This is their moment to not only go undefeated but set the tone for to try to get six or seven wrestlers to the nationals. Yeah, and and that's the big thing. The the conference tournament is always you're going for a team score, and again to bring that trophy up. App took it for Campbell for the first time in five years last year. But then each of your guys, you get that automatic bin if you win. There are some weight classes where two go in. The great thing is Campbell has some wrestlers ranked high, so if they do get those automatic bids, they'll be going into the NCAA tournament higher seeds with a chance to be in the top eight and be an All-American. So amazing what the wrestling team... Do they have any room on that trophy shelf when you walk into their office? Like, it's a whole table full yeah. of trophies, so they got to find some new place to put it? No, I mean, now I, I think it is, and it says it on their social media, that nine trophies in the last in the last eight years. I mean, it's amazing what they have done to be able to, you know, win not only the regular season, but the tournament year in and year out. Really, really fun. Um, speaking of trophies... I want you to keep an eye. It starts today as we record this Thursday. Hopefully it comes out on Thursday. It's crossover season. You never know. But this Thursday, uh, keep an eye on track and field. Oh, yeah. They are at the CAA Conference Indoor Championships. How about this? It's just a New York Armory in New York City. Keep an eye on this two-day event. Starts today, ends Friday. This is where Campbell could really capture their first CAA crown. Our Lyndall Suggs is up there, so you follow track and on social media you'll see all kinds of great content from up there but this is really something it's not as much a numbers game as it used to be in the big south campbell's going to win their share of individual titles but they could win what would be campbell's first caa title 
this would be incredible. You think of the last four to five years, High Point has been our nemesis in track. Now, we've mentioned competitors. We've mentioned individual champions. We've had more individual champions than High Point. But now in New York, and that was really cool. They got to see Times Square and explore New York yesterday. This is the moment for Campbell Track. We've committed a lot of resources to indoor track. A lot of our best runners and jumpers and sprinters will be in the indoor competition as well. I, I give Virgil Gibbons a ton of credit because that's a hard rebuild, right? New coaching staff two years ago. You bring in a different allotment of scholarships. You bring in a different style, more from the cross-country side to the track side. And they've built it across the board, especially on the women's side. Huge growth on the women's yeah. side. The men have always been good, but they've gotten even better. And now you have a chance in both sports to win a conference title. Yeah, no doubt. So so keep an eye on that. That could be really, really awesome, them coming back from for, from New York City with that. Swimming, they go for a championship. They'll be at the CAA Championships in Hampton, Virginia. This is going to be so much fun because the swim team was in basically a conference with a lot of schools whose conference didn't host swimming. So now they're in the CAA. They have a home. That'll be a lot of fun for them. Our golf team, the men are in the Wolfpack Invitational that's coming up this weekend right up in the road in Raleigh. They usually do pretty well in a course that they know pretty well. And the women in golf coming off a second-place finish down in Jacksonville, nearly handed oh. Coach Crooks his 100th. Uh, oh, my God. I was watching the, the live yeah. stats they that day. They were up for a while. That was a tough one. Oh, they had a 10-stroke lead on the back nine, and, and, and sometimes it happens, right? Yeah. I mean, you and I have golfed on my birthday together. Like, sometimes you get that eight on a par five, and – yeah, John Crooks nearing 100 career victories, and, and that would be, inc- I mean, among active coaches, just an incredible yeah. record. They'll, they'll bounce back. They're a great program, and, and I know that the women are destined for a really good end of their season. Yeah, and uh, it was fun because on Sunday, the, uh, the, the women in, in sports day at the women's basketball game that our women won, and they had all the women's team there, and they gave our women's golf team another um, eighth consecutive conference title ring, and and he had 10 rings on um, during that, and then that was his 26th ring. He probably has rings and drawers that he doesn't even know about. So, I mean, again, you want to talk about incredible, and we talk about softball and baseball and wrestling and, and these current dynasties we're in. Golf is the one that has been there for the last three decades and just incredible that they win year after year after year. And especially on the women's golf side, to get to the national tournament twice in the last seven to eight years. Incredible. To not only make regionals, but you're playing 15 opponents that are all better than you and only the top six make the nationals. So you have to be really good to do that. And Campbell, the last two years, has been on that edge. Now, they haven't gotten the nationals, but they've been there previously. And, And in golf, like... Yes, you get a certain amount of scholarships, but there are so many advantages to being in the Power Five. And for mid-major golf programs to take that step, Campbell is a pillar on the women's side of how to build a program. Well, and both the men's and women's teams, this was before baseball was was doing this, they get at-large bids to the NCAA tournament. And that's all, all you have to know there. It doesn't matter what sport you're in. To, to be a school this size and to get those at-large bids just tells you how respected the program is and how and how very good they have been. Uh, tennis back flying high. They had our, both of our men's and women's tennis teams had very tough schedules at the beginning of the year, but they are now um, playing teams and beating teams. Our men were on a five match win streak that came to an end, but they will hold Gardner Webb here at home on Saturday. The women have won five and six, including how about this taking down Coastal Carolina. They will be back home February 28th versus St. John's, who obviously is down here for some sort of spring break fun. 
So um, our, our our men's and women's tennis team back at it. Women's lacrosse off to an zero and two start, but but let's look at who they played. They nearly beat top twenty ranked Richmond. That was a team that nearly took down national champion UNC last year in the tournament. And then you got to respect Coach Don Easley for doing this. High Point has been Campbell's nemesis. They have beat him a couple of times, but in the Big South, and they said, you know what, we're not in the conference right now, but we're going to play you non-con. Went up there, lost a a very close match. Don Easley and the High Point head coach were college teammates. She was her college coach. There was such a respect level to those programs. Now, Campbell and High Point, you've mentioned the tournament history. They've also had games to decide the regular season championship here in Bowie's Creek and there in High Point. Like, that's for Campbell. You talk about Wilmington and basketball. You talk about certain programs in other sports. Like, the women's lacrosse rivalry is as good as any on yeah. this campus. And for them to compete against High Point, who has been the better team the last couple of years, but Campbell's getting closer. You know, they were able to get to the final last year versus Mercer. We're seeing a sign that this program's getting better. They are rising to their schedule, and they're playing up to their competition. Now the CA is a much tougher league than the Big South, but Campbell is continuing to develop, and Allie Heath, who got her 100th career goal, there's a lot of seniors on this team. I think it's 15 or 16 seniors. There's a lot of veteran players. They have shown that they're up for any challenge. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So it's uh, it's good to see them going through rolling. They will finally be back home. Also, uh, a couple of matches that will be on Flow Sports March 1st. San Diego State comes in and March 3rd. So uh, San Diego State and lacrosse now in the Big 12 with all the conference realignment. I did not know that. I'm taking it day to day. But thank you for that dynamite, dynamite drop in. Yeah, it's like San Diego State. Okay, it makes a lot of sense. So that'll be on Flow Sports. March 1st and and March 3rd. Campbell Softball, if you're wondering what the heck's going on, three times champions, the, the, the record where we're not used to it, they put together a very tough schedule. They have had uh, sickness and injury. They have not had anywhere near a full roster, especially on the pitching side of things, which you know that makes all the difference. And, and I'm looking through here, uh, extra inning loss to George Washington by one, loss to Bucknell by one. Lost to Coastal Carolina by two. Lost to NC State. I know it's a rebuilding NC State team. On the Lost LA going and three. Sports Center top 10 catch. Amazing they they catch. win that game in regulation if she doesn't catch that ball. Yeah, and, and the one win that they did have was against, was against Connecticut, but it's been close losses and a team that has not, you know, fully been together. They finally come back home. It'll be the Campbell Stampede. Looking forward to that tournament. Campbell will play five games in three days all of our uh, softball is free we'll have audio coverage for you on saturday when uh, campbell takes on uh, st joe's i have one thought we need to change the name of that tournament to the battle of the flock that's right we have you're right birds and a camel in the tournament and then fun on tuesday with sharon and mcdonald kelly yeah longtime head coach built this program her assistants daniel stanger who was daniel glosser at that point nick stanger who worked in our department they all come back yeah they're playing down at duke this weekend and will play a midweek on Tuesday. So that's an incredible reunion for these players. Yeah, former Campbell softball head coach, Show McDonald, comes in with her assistant, with all the kids and everything, and that's Michigan State coming here to Campbell um, on Tuesday at 4 o'clock. That one will be on flow. As, uh, as yeah, you mentioned the Campbell stuff here with the birds. It's because we have the Winthrop Eagles, the St. Joseph Hawks, and the Incarnate Word. It looks like a bird. Yeah, hold on, hold on. Let me do a quick. Uh, they're the Cardinals. The Cardinals. Okay, yeah, we should have. We should have done a lot of our research. I mean, Incarnate Word. Me and you probably could go down and 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 nail a, a bunch of uh, 
a bunch of logos on Division One teams, but the but the Cardinals is uh, is a new one on us. So look, don't worry about softball. Softball. Just go is to Ravenhawk Park, get your birds. That's right. down the road in Lillington, and then come back for the game. And they will be um, the, <laughs> the 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 bird tournament, the Camel Stampede, comes up this weekend. Basketball in the tree, creek. It's crossover season. We've got baseball. We've got softball. And now we'll throw some basketball on top of it. We will start with the women, six and seven in conference, coming off a win um, over over the weekend on William and Mary. This is a a team, Evan, that has beaten the top teams in this conference. They have been inconsistent up and down. Again, I think part of that is getting used to the schedule where you're playing pretty much Friday and Saturday every single week. They are going to be. Uh, in the middle of the pack, uh, they have a chance to make a, to make a move here to the top third of the conference, but they're going to get a first round bye, and they are going to be a whole lot of trouble with whoever is going to draw them in the CAA. Your, your thoughts on what you've seen from this women's team that has proven they can beat anybody in this conference? Of the top four, they've beaten three of those opponents. They easily could have won against A&T in this building, had a tough third quarter. What I will say, though, Ronnie Fisher's staff on that one-day rest turnaround their Sunday record is incredible, and that's what makes them dangerous in a tournament setting. If they can get off to a hot start, they'll probably be a six or a seven. They'll play a similar type of seed, and then they'll play a top four. But their ability defensively from one game to the next, they make it hard for teams to score in that second matchup. And you start looking ahead to March, and you go, okay, you got to win four games in five days to win the conference tournament. And what they've done now is, Svenja Nuremberg, 17 points. Yeah, It's kind of out of nowhere, right? Shaituli, a rough shooting month, but players like CB have stepped up with double-doubles. Audrey Fuller finds her offense in the William & Mary game, and that's a very good team with Nyla Young, the Hampton transfer. What they have now are some winnable games with Hofstra coming up, Delaware. Charleston's a tough game. That's not a guarantee. But in theory, you can win four of your next five if you're playing good basketball and heading into the tournament. They're a dangerous out because the way they're coached and the way they play defense can really help them in a neutral site. You're playing in D.C., new court, new rims. That makes them a dangerous out. Yeah, I could I could not agree more. Again, they haven't had the – if you want to talk about close losses, they've had, they've had very close losses as well. And they are a team you're not going to want to see in the tournament. And, yeah, no one prepares a team better, especially as we've seen – on short wet rest than, than than Ronnie Fisher and and his team. So it's going to be tough here down the stretch. They will take on Hofstra coming up this Sunday. Their tournament starts after the men's tournament, so still four games to go after this weekend, three of four on the road, and it's that long road trip. They'll have to go up to Delaware next weekend, take on Delaware, then go to Drexel, two tough games. Back home here, senior day, bucket hat giveaway, Charleston on March 7th, and then at Hampton, on March 9th, but there are very winnable games out there, even though they'll have to do it on the road. CAA championships in D.C. March 13th through the 17th. That's going to be the, the different thing this year. We are back to not having the same conference tournament in the same in the same week. It's going to be men's first and then the women. And what I like, too, it's at the home of the D.C. Mystics. Like, that's a great venue. Yep. It's not directly in the heart of the city, but it, it's very close to downtown D.C., and it's a perfect size. Two to 3,000, they have good atmosphere, you can get drinks, you can enjoy the venue. There's an opportunity to make it a destination, the same way Bojangles was in Charlotte. 
DC is a little farther, obviously, yeah. but it has that same vibe for two weeks. Well, what's really fun is it's right off the green line that those that know the the wonderful uh, metro system in DC. So even if you're staying outside of the city or whatever, you can get to it and not have to worry about parking or or anything or anything like that. Um, and and tickets for both of those tournaments are on GoCamels.com. You can get in the Campbell section and everything. Also, too, doing some uh, doing some research, and I will I will show my age here that I actually went to um, the Amtrak site and looked. I'm not I'm not exaggerating this by any, by any means, and I don't know if I'll take the train, but we will see if we can get an Amtrak sponsorship for this. Looking the other day, you can you can go up there. There's there's two trains a day that leave from both Cary and Raleigh, and you can get up there for forty two dollars a one way ticket. I mean that's gas right there. That's a, that's a good deal. I, I have relatives that live up in the D.C. area. It is always a fight with traffic. It's it's always it's it's always a headache. So so that's something too. So we'll bring a GoPro, you Parker, Witt, and Jesse on the train. Well, and document the four hour. Trip. I don't know if the boys are quite at the level where we're like, hey, we're going to be uh, in this metal tube for six hours. Are you guys? Is good with it. Um, we're we're gonna wait next year, but but their dad might do an experiment trip. Uh, wife Jesse is uh, against the train a bit. She says, "Why don't you use a car?" But it also says it takes maybe a half hour more than if you were driving up there in a car without traffic, and it dumps you off in the middle of uh, of DC Union Station. Again, you can get uh, uh, a Metro Link to anywhere. Just saying, if these two teams, which I don't know which one, I hope both. I think either our men's or our women's team, I think one of those teams is going to make a run deep into this tournament. So it might be something you're like, hey, I want to go to the semifinals tomorrow. Amtrak, baby. Day trip, baby. Amtrak. Do the morning train, that's watch the, the game, do the no doubt. trip. No the, doubt. That's how you do it. Okay. Um, that's my uh, that's my hope to soon be sponsored segment by our friends at Amtrak. Amtrak, hey, have you thought about a train? Hey, the last time we were in D.C., Daniel <laughs> Smith broke all those passing records and we beat Georgetown in our first Signature yep. football win. No doubt. Ago. No doubt. Another another deep dive. Men's basketball team, um, as we uh, get ready for this one, they will welcome in Hampton tonight. Former Campbell Campbell graduate here as a grad student at Hampton. Josh Lusane comes in. It's a team that they have beaten before this year. Hampton did not have a win in conference until last weekend when they beat Towson, which Ooh. surprised everybody because Towson in my opinion, is one of the top three teams that I've seen all year in this conference. So a tough one tonight. Campbell takes on Hampton on Flow Hoops. You'll have the call on the video side. I'll be on the radio side. Um, it's 7 o'clock as, uh, as Campbell. L- l- let me tell you about last week, folks. Um, it was there, – there, there have been some amazing into games, some heartbreaking, quote-unquote, unfair um, – Things that have happened to Campbell men's basketball, but at Monmouth, there were two. Everybody, the, the headlines are the the Sports Center number two play of the day: a a leaning, falling out of bounds, half court bank shot. That, Rice's son. that beat Campbell, um, one of the the top score in the league. The son of King Rice, former former UNC, um, no pun intended, royal royalty. But before that. Even to make it a game, there was a, a a bank shot from NBA three-point range by that same guy, and that is what even put into play the fact that Campbell had their two best free-throw shooters on the line. Right. Both of them made one or two. I, I, I swear to you, if you play the last 15 seconds of that game 1,000 times, one time Campbell will Can lose, you double and bank it's because of that. Yeah, to win it. And, and there was some clock issues at the end of the game, you know, 
things that were sorted out of yeah. your control, you combine that with a crazy shot. The, the good news is, from a seeding standpoint, it doesn't change a ton. Yeah. And it also shows that Campbell can go on the road to Monmouth, who had won 10 straight at home. And, you know, you didn't actually win it, but you're within one crazy yeah. center shot of winning that game. And and I, and I will put that up against the fact the previous away game that they had back on February 3rd at UNCW, lost that game by three. Anybody that saw that game will recall there was a, with a minute left in the game, Campbell up a bank shot with the shot clock running down from the top of the key that went in. And then a miracle guy that usually doesn't shoot this falling out of bounds baseline eight footer that won that game. So, so Campbell was looking at, at UNCW at Monmouth, two games that they were the better team. And again, not looking at this through orange colored glasses, there were two very quote-unquote lucky shots that went in and that kept Campbell from, at the very least, getting one of those road wins. That changes a whole lot. And look, they laid eggs at home against Northeastern, got beat, and then I really think the hangover of that loss at Monmouth went into a Drexel team that is one of the better teams that I have seen all, all year. Drexel Drexel was really good, so look, that they had some losses that had nothing to do with bank shots. But when you look at this team, they have lost four or five. They have lost four out of the last five, but they are playing their best basketball at the high end uh, of the year right now. We hope we see that uh, with the game at Hampton. And then UNCW coming in on Monday, oh, yeah. national TV, take a nap, 8.30 p.m. on Monday, but at the Creek, Campbell versus UNCW. We got John Fanta back on the Creek. He's a big fan of Campbell's. Oh, is he? Is he playable back Campbell's. Yeah, Fanta's back. And you're right, though. The double-figure scoring, early in the year, it was kind of deli and you're waiting to yeah. see. But Elijah Walsh, to his credit, has become a, a great playmaker for this team. We've seen Jason Sanani. He's kind of a dog, man. Like, he's Nathan Scott from One Tree Hill. Like, you give him the ball. He's got some great moves. He's got some vertical... You know, he's this the small white dude who just like makes plays, you know. He he kind of brings some oh some energy to the game. And L V, he won't win an all conference award, but he's playing at an all conference level right now. Yeah. Now if Campbell was a higher seed, maybe you get more all conference. I think Delhi will probably be second team, maybe first team all conference. He's playing at a great level right now. And then the depth is starting to come together. I mean, to his credit, Omar Harris is now a rotational. 20-minute-a-game walk-on from Plymouth, yep. And and Campbell needed some depth at the guard position, yep. and he's earned that spot. Coach McGeehan and, and his staff, they have stuck with the fact of they know that they're going to have to be deep to make a run um, in this conference tournament, and they have kept the rotation wide, something that has not always happened um, in teams previously. And you're right, to develop a guy, a walk-on, who has become one of the first two guys off the bench, and to do that halfway through the year, that says something. But you're right. This team is getting better, everybody getting better, and Anthony Delorso is on the top of everyone's scouting report, and he is one of the top two scorers in the league. He has been he has been incredible. He has gotten better as this league has gone on. The league hasn't adjusted to him. He's adjusted to this league, and that tells you all you need to know. So Ken Palm rates by points per possession and value the top 10 players in the league. He's sixth right now. Yeah. So to give you a sense of, like, first, second team, he's right on that fringe. He's gotten really good defensively, too. Yeah, his effort on both ends. It's he. I hope he earns first team all-conference. He yeah. may not, based on seeding, but... He's putting together an, an amazing season. And even and even after this stretch where they've had some tough luck and lost four or five, Campbell is six and eight in the conference. Remember, they were picked second to last. The computers had them maybe winning four games. I call us I saw a couple of projections that had them winning two. 
they have overachieved right now. There are some wins here. They, on paper, with two home games, if they get those, could go 2-2. Two and two. I will never pencil in a win or a loss of everything I've seen this year, but this is their ninth right now. If you're 11th through 15th, or, 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 or yeah, if you're if you're 11 through 14, you play a play-in. You play a play-in. Basically, you have to win five in five. The top four get a double buy. Campbell seems pretty safe, really. No matter what happens, that these last four games, you can't go 0 and four. If they get one win, they well, should so that's be why fine. Tonight, if they get two, they will be. You, you play Absolutely. a team in Hampton that's going to be in the first four. Absolutely. If you win tonight on Country Night, and you also play good brand of basketball, yeah. Campbell at home this year has been a tough out. The Northeastern game. They had a rough first half, and they yep. played really good in the second half. But at home, they've been competitive in almost every game. The Hofstra win now is huge. Hofstra's rolling. Yeah. They're back in the top three. Yep. And then even that Charleston game in the first half, they were neck and neck. Now, second half a little different, but they've shown at home they've been a tough out in this building. It's going to be a, a lot of fun, too, looking at the conference standings. Again, you have kind of this shuffling to the middle to get position, but remember the top four get a double by Charleston now as UNCW got inexplicably beat by by Elon at home. So Charleston has a one-game lead on both UNCW and Drexel at the top of the conference. And then Delaware, Hofstra, and Towson are each one game. They're tied for fourth. Remember, one through four yeah. end up getting a double bye, which is going to be huge in this tournament. And Campbell, when you get that first round by, you won't have to play any of the teams in the top four that first game. So so Campbell has a chance to not only make a point by getting a first round by, but then you look at the teams right now that they could possibly be playing and their teams they either have beat or have had good success about. So again, it is what it is. They've lost four or five, but hopefully we've explained to you that it's a little more than that. Yeah, the key for them is get ready for the tournament. Think about last year's run. Yep. You lose two overtime games in the final two weeks. And then win the three of four yep. to get to the final. Now, that team didn't go into the tournament. We didn't say, oh, well, this is a team that's going to make a magical run. They had lost a lot of close games. Yeah. They won those close games over Radford and Longwood. That's the kind of feeling you have with this group. Like, they're right on the edge. And when they turn that corner, maybe it's March, maybe it's now, but they could certainly be dangerous. Absolutely. It's going to be a whole lot of fun uh, men's basketball here at home on Thursday. You got the women at home on Sunday, Monday, 8.30 p.m. on national TV. If you're looking for some place to eat dinner and pregame, come to the county seat. Did you say pregame? It's a special It's a special uh, night of Camel Call Live, a special time. A half hour earlier, we're going to go 6 to 7. That will be the, the pregame meetup spot. I got a special for you, Evan. Wings, fries, six-piece wings, fries for $10 at the county seat. Can I order a two-pack for myself? You can. You can come on by and then uh, from there go to the game. Ronnie Fisher, women's Ooh. basketball coach, will be our guest. We can go in-depth with the women's team and kind of ask him about his outlook, what he thinks about this league and what's going to happen in the tournament. Of course, the next time Evan and I will come to you, we will give you a tournament preview. We are two weeks away from the start of the men's tournament. If the men stay here in this middle pack, they wouldn't play until uh, two weeks from this Saturday on the second day of the tournament. Hey, let's get those brackets ready, baby. Get those Amtrak you, tickets going. Get the Amtrak tickets, get your D.C. <laughs> hotels booked. Make it a make it a two-week adventure. GoCamels.com for everything social media. It should be a lot of fun this weekend. For Evan, I'm Chris saying so long. This has been Camel Cole Live.